Epigraph It was of erotic love that the Roman poet said, I love and I hate, but other kinds of love admit the same mixture. They carry in them the seeds of hatred. C.S. Lewis, The Four Loves Chapter 1 When I say I'm a private investigator, you might think James Bond or Sherlock Holmes. You shouldn't. But sometimes life insists on imitating art. That June day, during lunch hour, the office door banged open. In the doorway stood a beautiful blonde. Very young, but perfect. Her skin was like roses, and her hair hung down and back like pale, heavy silk. Her clothes had that sheen of high fashion that means money. Just like in a movie, two big tears rolled down her flawless cheeks. I need help, she whispered. I almost looked around for the TV cameras. It was a perfect setup for Alan Funt. Instead, I tossed my newspaper on top of a filing cabinet and stood up. Sit down, miss. Can I get you a cup of coffee? Here's a Kleenex. Did you want Mr. Deptford? I don't care, she sniffled. I just need a detective. That was good. Ernie Deptford, my partner, was in the hospital for gallstones, so if she wanted him, she'd be disappointed. I didn't want her to be disappointed. I shut the door and sat down in my chair again. She sat on the edge of the plaid office sofa. A lot of excellent leg showed under the hem of her skirt. The mini is the best development in fashion since the bikini. What's your name? Tell me about it. How can I help? She blew her nose. An hour ago, I would have said it's not possible to blow your nose and look great doing it. She looked wonderful. I need to find my mom, she said. My heart sank. How old are you? I'm seventeen, she said defensively. And I can pay. Look. She dipped into her handbag and passed me a manila envelope. Inside was a thousand dollars in fifties, still held by the paper band. I riffled the edge of the wad and passed it back. A girl like you, you shouldn't walk around with cash like this. Someone snatches your purse and where are you? I can handle myself. For a second, she looked tough as nails. Like it says on the radio, you don't have to be a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. Tell me your name, I said, wary. Where'd you get this cash? How'd you mislay your folks? She sat back on the plaid sofa, cool and calm. A chilly pride flowed out from her, like Queen Victoria being not amused. I earned it, she said. And not the way you're thinking, either. My name is Eleanor Quartern. Perhaps you've heard of me? No, I had to admit. But let me guess. You're an actress. TV. N- no, Broadway. Your family, uh, let me see, an aging but honest mom, two kid brothers, and a baby sister. They were kidnapped by feuding hillbillies in rural Kentucky. Or was it Mormon schismatics in the mountains of Utah? And you've come to New York to hire Tim Coates, the best investigator in the Western Hemisphere, to find them. That made her smile a little. Are you really the best investigator in the Hemisphere, Mr. Coates? You bet. How'd you hear about me? I used the yellow pages. 
I clapped a hand to my forehead and slouched onto the inky desk blotter. Sictronsic Gloria! What do you do, really? Here. She took a glossy magazine out. It was a last winter's Harper's Bazaar. Roberta, our secretary, prefers La Mode. The clothes are cheaper. I began to flick through it, but she said, No, look at the cover. The woman on the cover looked like a clown in the heavy makeup they favor these days. You could have polished a shoe with her eyeliner. She wore an ugly dress, what they call op art, very mini. I had to look twice at the face. That's you! She nodded. It's a living. I don't read these things, so I was horrified. But, but you're so beautiful. Why do you let them do that to you? She smiled again, a fleeting half-smile like the Mona Lisa.